Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, pop psychos? It's Lucretia Lyon here, and today I have Leanne Castillo of the Everyone is Terrible podcast, and we discuss, you guessed it, why everyone is terrible. Like Ellen Pompeo or Star Wars fans, but you don't want to hear me go on and on and on about what we're going to talk about. You just want to get to it. So here we go. Well, there's that fun video that you can only see on Instagram since I very will not likely post a video of this one either. I, I, I just, you know, the video, we're all still in, in COVID mode, even though some things have gone back to somewhat normal and we just don't want to get too fancy or at least that's just me. But I'm not alone here as your host, Lucretia Lyon in Believe in Pop Psychology, which you probably already know that because you clicked on it and push play and you surely are reading your phone. But for the, on the off chance, you didn't. I'm here with everyone is terrible himself. Hollywood Leon. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for coming because I, I just love uh, your podcast. Everyone is terrible. And I, I totally agree. And I'm surprised that there are so many people who still aren't there. I mean, I'm Mrs. Brightside. That was my old podcast. But yet even I'm on the everyone is terrible train because let's face it. Everyone has just gone insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone is terrible. It works and every concept and it applies to everyone and everything and mm -hmm. if you play it safe in life then you know you won't end up on the terrible list what's the fun in that so just just <laughs> know that it's people discussing people but eventually you end up on the terrible list yourself yeah i well and, and that's the beauty of it though is to me the best people are the ones who sort of know their flaws and don't necessarily say, fuck it, I'm going to always be terrible, but they understand them enough to keep them in check. But then when they put them, put them out there, it can be really funny. You know, <laughs> life exactly. is funny. Life is great. Don't take it too serious, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, a great man once said, uh, don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. I forget the actual philosopher, but I got that from Van Wilder. <laughs> Good old Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I know. I, I love him. I, you know, I, I joked about like if we have another apocalypse like we did yesterday, and we'll talk about that a little bit with the Instagram and Facebook being down. I have at least two guys, a girl and a pizza place, the complete series on DVD. So even if I don't have internet to stream stuff, I can still watch that. I still have Ryan Reynolds in his big breakout role. Mm hmm. Keep your DVDs, people. Keep your DVDs. Keep those Blu-rays because, you know, exactly. Like when Instagram and it's Facebook went down, WhatsApp went down. I was literally going crazy. Thank God I've always been a Twitter baby. So I was like fine on Twitter. I had my Twitter. But still, it was definitely... It's like, what do people do on the toilet? Because, like, I love Twitter, so I'm usually on Twitter other than on the toilet. But it, when it comes to, like, Instagram and Facebook, those are kind of their only, like, function to me. I'll occasionally, like, post on Instagram, certainly when I'm promoting a podcast or or I see something funny. Or, But I'm honestly, you know, sorry, folks, because I do feel like I broke Instagram because I you know, actually posted two really cute photos of Loki Lion, our Husky. And I, I think that must have been it just before. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like, what the hell? Like, and now it's gone. Instagram will make you feel bad about yourself in 2.5 seconds. And it was gone for hours yesterday. And we all couldn't wait for it to come back. Just so we could see if someone had sent us a message or anything. Like, how codependent and terrible is that? <laughs> Well, and that's sort of the thing is we are terrible and we're terribly codependent because uh, everyone in my family always laughs about the time that 
my phone died in the car. Like something was wrong with it. And they're like, what's going on? Cause I look like horrified and I'm in shock and I'm usually a pretty even kill. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pothead, like, you know, but there's this shock and horror and I'm like, my phone is dead. We need to go to the Verizon store right now. <laughs> like, like it was like <laughs> DEF CON one or five. I'm not really, uh, you know, positive on the DEF CON scale, the highest you can get. I think it's one. Um, it's very odd, but yeah. And that's sort of the thing with Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I felt compelled to where I never really post in them. I did think it was funny just before all this I had. And then I'm like, now I miss it. Now I need it. Even though I love Twitter and I may tweet just about every day, a little thing or here, because I'm more of like, you know, an easy jokester or whatever. And I like yeah. my engagement. Plus I feel fancy. I have a blue check mark on Twitter. Stupid Instagram. And Facebook. Tommy Zuckerberg, like, won't, you know, <laughs> Give me I, one I really there. should have applied when they had that option to actually. Oh yeah. Apply. Like I, but now that they don't have the option and everyone's dying for checkmark, they don't give them out anymore. They don't give them out anymore. You literally have to have an active, crazy following and brand to even get that kind of recognition. Yeah. And I think Instagram's sort of the same way, although because it has the application, but it, the fact that I'm literally the only person with this name and it still won't give me one, and I show them Twitter, and it's like, it's like you know, it's coveted. Like they're really just, it, it's like this whole thing. They're just trying to to weed out us that that didn't make it yet. Um, but but the thing going back to why do we want this so bad? Like the study that they were now squashing internally from Instagram and Facebook is about how young girls, and this is, you know, I wish I had some drops here. Thank you, Captain Obvious, or thanks for the newsflash, Tom Brokaw. It's like Instagram is bad for young girls that they have trouble with self-esteem. It's like no shit because most people who post on Instagram, especially these influencer, you know, sadly, you know, leaning more towards female and especially with female body image issues, these are so doctored. They're filtered, they're photoshopped, they're done everything. Because I know these people in yeah. real life, they don't look anything like their pictures. <laughs> and yet uh, these girls are getting this unrealistic expectation literally in their hand all the time. I mean, we're aware of this. We're adults and we can't help ourselves. Like I posted exactly. some stupid video missing Instagram. Like it's like, what I the don't fuck look is that? the way that I do in yeah. real life that I do Instagram. Like, I photograph fantastically, but right now, like, you know, I'm 25 pounds overweight. So put that in your pipe. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> No, I really, I do feel that uh, Instagram is just like, you. I I feel like when I post on Instagram that I just got to the top of the mountain and I'm saying hello and mm. no one is responding back. <laughs> That's how I feel when yeah. I post on Instagram. It, it is just like, you know, I don't blame it on the shadow banning. Don't blame it on the content, bitch, because it's good. <laughs> But I don't know what well, it I is. Well, I know. That's how I feel with certain jokes on Twitter. I'm like, this is the shadow ban because this is fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter sometimes, um, I mean, Twitter's always giving me that kind of feeling. Like, I don't really get a lot of engagement on Twitter. But I know that there's people there at least. But I don't really care if I get engagement on Twitter. I welcome it. When it does happen, I'm like, oh, I got engagement. Because I know people, even like people that we worked at AfterBuzz with, <laughs> that have such crazy engagement on Twitter. They're like, I ate a cookie today. They're like, what kind of cookie? Was it oatmeal chocolate? Oh, I love cookie. Oh, was it a gluten-free cookie? I'm actually allergic to cookie. These are all replies. Like, you could just Reply, say, I had a fucking cookie, and you have 75 replies. And I'm like... Well, that's what annoys me sometimes is like... <laughs> I'm a comedian and I follow other comedians for the most part, but like, you know, essentially you should generate followers as we did. I mean, and obviously I do, but it amazes me how these people, it's like, they don't, they're not here for comedy. They are here because you were on some after buzz show or, or YouTube show talking about a show more than the comedy. And I'm like, that's not how I am. I love other comedians. I like engage with their stuff. I'm a like slut on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. but it amazes me how many people aren't there for that. And that I ate a 
cookie, they grab to because guess what? They can eat a cookie. So they love that content. But a well-crafted joke or a thought-provoking psychological post, I'm just saying things I love that have not gotten as much engagement as opposed to me saying something stupid like that. Like, and, and, and too, I do it too, but I get angry because I'm like, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, this was this is what you should be liking, not some dumb music I posted because I could even put it on myself. Like, what the hell? I totally agree. I'm like, uh, just had the biggest thing happen to me in my entire life. There I am, 25 likes. I'm like, you guys, I've worked so hard on this new podcast. Like, I moved mountains to get this guest. My favorite director, they're like, mm, 25 likes. Here's me butt naked in a shower in New York. 400 likes. I'm like, <laughs> really? I'm dead. Like, everyone's terrible. <laughs> exactly. Everyone is terrible. And it's so, like, I, honestly, I feel like I'm terrible for having morals and, and, like, scruples and wanting to be, like, that's me. It's like, no, I want to be known for my jokes. Like, I could post sexy lingerie pictures of myself all day and have posted those. And it, again, it makes me angry that it's like, that's what you like. I get I look hot there, but that is a little bit of airbrushing in this. Like, this is not what you people should be into. And I'm yeah. not going to placate to the masses unless I really feel bad about myself and it's Thursday and I can make an excuse to put this on here. Exactly. Exactly. No, thanks. I can yeah. do that too. Like, I can continue with that train, but I'm not. I, I yeah. just if if you see me like butt naked on Instagram, like for a while, come check on me. Come yeah. check on me. You know what yeah. I mean? If I'm if, doing if a lot of a glow up, if, if I have a glow up, it, then it would make sense for me to do that. But I can tell you right now, I'm not the kind of person. But still, come follow me on Instagram. I'm fucking. <laughs> Yes. Oh, where should they follow I'll you? I'll show you my ass in person. <laughs> I just don't put it on the internet. <laughs> I know. I just feel like, you know, that's more of a personal thing. Like, my ass is great. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I'm afraid the internet would just break again. Um, but Honestly, it's too much. I, like, I've, I have so much porn on my Twitter. <laughs> and it wasn't that I followed all these porn accounts. It's just like everyone turned into a porn person. Oh yeah, because of like OnlyFans. Like now, yeah. I know what all of my friends' dicks look like, and it's not because I've slept with them. It's because they all have fucking videos on the internet. It's crazy. Yeah. And when did Twitter become the thing where it's like? I mean, I wasn't looking for dicks on the internet or boobs or whatever. But sometimes you're scrolling through Twitter and you're just like, "Well, there's a dick." Huh, oh, there's boobs. so much dick like, on uh, like what the fuck? <laughs> so much dick, dick, pussy, tits, everything. Mm -hmm. It's all on my Twitter threesomes lots of not lots of buy scenes now like it's all on my feed and i i, and I didn't ask for it but it's there <laughs> but you didn't unfollow it either <laughs> no i didn't no i didn't because i'm a pervert you know we're all perverts in our own way you know we all have our fetishes uh you know uh, and that's how we know we're alike it's like Army Hammer, for example, I always wondered why I was attracted to him. And then we started hearing these weird stories about him. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, this guy seems like such a basic bitch, but somehow I'm attracted. He can't be right. He's got to have a deep, dark secret. And it's like, exactly. oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've always, always for Army as well. So, yeah, when all those rumors came out, I'm like, he's he's been yeah, a freak. Right. Mm -hmm. He's been a freak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to bite my toe off? Oh. Oh, uh, you want Biden, my bottom ribs, Marilyn Manson style? Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is unhealthy as all this sounds. The truly least healthy people are the ones that post selfies all the time. Because, like, that, as much as naked people are like exhibitionists, like the selfie people and like the everyday selfie of their nonsense life, it's like that is above 25 on the narcissism scale, like big time. And, and it's funny, like, if I ever post a selfie guys and it ain't for money for, you know, promoting something. Cause again, I'm, I'm open to that. I don't, don't really, I'm not bothered by that sort of influencer behavior because I need money, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you see people posting selfies. They're not doing well. Check on, check on your friends guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like uh, to me, it's the people that talk directly into the camera. 
Oh yeah. Like the Instagram stories where they're going on and on and they're looking dead at the lens. Like they're talking to you. I'm like, you are a sociopath. I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, no, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, Oh yeah. These people are crying on TikTok. They'll post like their full emotions. They're, they're acting out, getting arrested. I'm like, what is, I just don't understand this thought process. I can't. I can't look into the camera and start talking to you guys. I mean, unless the fucking engagement is up the ass and they're like begging for this. I'm like, you guys, I have no choice but just to come on here and tell you guys this, like, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. Like, you're not going to get that from me. You're not going to get that from me. So if if you see that, come check on my mental health because it's bad. Yeah, that's me. If I start talking to the camera, yeah, that's scary. I'll post a selfie, but I'm with a celebrity or I'm on set and you yeah, need to Yeah, because that's see- kind of part of the job. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And all artists and actors, we're all narcissistic to a certain extent. Some way more than others. Yeah. Some it's clinical, but as far Most as Most of like- us it's a healthy range. Like I'm a 14 yeah. on the Dr. Drew narcissism scale. It's a fun <laughs> test. I should send it to you. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Yeah. But as far as like posting selfies because I think my face looks good, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like I'm like, no, one of my eyes is bigger than the other. Like, no, my face looks round. That's not gonna work. I look like I'm balding right there. Like, no, no, no. There's just I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, I rank so low on vanity because this is actually the first time I've worn makeup in like months. <laughs> Like, because I just don't give a fuck. Like, and I really, like, I was just supposed to do someone else's podcast that they were going to release a video. So I was like, hey, I could be presentable. Okay. But yeah, like, I'm the least vain person. But if I'm taking a picture of myself and trying to post it on the internet and really planning it, oh my God, that's when uh, the basic bitch comes out. It is like, nope, nope, no, oh my God, right, ew, ew. And I'm like, I'm the least vain person that I know. (laughs) Kind of random, but that that A&E show that I did for After Buzz. Oh, yeah. They did like a B-roll shot of the people in the studio, and they did a B-roll shot of you. Me, yeah. It's a great shot. I sent it to you, and I'm like, like, you're in the show, by the way. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, cool. I know you're like, cool. And I'm like, uh, me, I would have like posted it and been like, you guys, I'm on TV, like, come check it out, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. And then I didn't do shit with it. I was like, cool, thanks. Like, and that was it. Because that was all, like, whatever. But you could, I was going to say that I had just kind of started up the studio and you were like on your way out and it kind of just shows, you know, the levels of like, I don't know, like when you first moved to LA, you're like, you know, you fried you eyes, big city, yeah, yeah. Like Glee, and then so all of a sudden, you're posting your hometown. I'm on Glee, like check it out. Like I'm on the episode. People are like, "What? You're on Glee?" But technically, you're like one of the 500 people in the background. That doesn't count, girl. That does not count. Well, yeah, but, and, and that's now what's it's weird like to- no, unless yeah. you have a speaking role or you're a featured <laughs> actor or you're you worked on the movie and your name is at the credit, like. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to post about it. Unless you got paid for the cons- the consultation, I also don't need to hear about it. Like because no. everyone in LA, there's everyone is always someone and they're always pretending. It's it's too much. So I've learned how to kind of navigate through that fog, the terrible fog. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny and because it's funny like when you well, hold on, I'm getting an echo on, of myself. See, speaking of non-vanity, I don't even like the sound of my own voice. And it's not so much an insecurity. Like, I mean, we all have them, even me sometimes, like I say, even taking the picture. But it's interesting to me how I've always been a little bit more of like, only certain things really do matter to me. Like, Like I say, the tweets, like the jokes I love. But I'm one of those, not all attention is good attention to me. I'm very 
unhuman about that. And like, so the sound of my own voice on a podcast, like not a big deal. Hell, I was like on the Adam and Drew show, but because I was just like a caller, like, I'm like, I'm not going to save this or whatever. But if I was a guest, I would be like, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to tell everybody about it. <laughs> and that's sort of how I felt about the AfterBuzz thing. It's like, yeah, I'm in the background. And I remember even doing, like, I had the benefit of kind of starting some of this stuff up in Dallas to where it's like, you, you, nobody saw those moments of like, because when you first start doing stuff, like you say, you've got bright eyes, you think it's so cool. But, and it was like the early days, I think of social media, because I remember I love Twitter and would tweet and I guarantee there's such dumb shit, like, or whatever. And, but like, as far as Instagram and taking all these pictures, I don't even remember doing that. Like I worked for the Dallas Cowboys and my job was cool, but I didn't post any pictures hardly from it. And I'm like, wow, like, so no wonder people are like, really? And, but that's what everything's become is like, if you're not showing 100% of everything you're doing, people don't think you're doing things. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't need to share every little moment. And exactly, sir, I don't want to lie to people because that's one thing I think is the biggest problem in LA is like, because we all make it look so glamorous and um, we make things out to be bigger and better than they're supposed to be. People come there with like these really high expectations. And I'm yeah. here to tell you guys, it sucks. Like for the yeah. most part, it sucks. So those moments, like um, as silly as it was, like I would always get to do like the Santa Clarita diet, that Netflix show, I loved it. And I would go to their big premiere and that's one of the few things I would post about, even though it wasn't anything special. Like it was just sometimes being included in these things that you love was more important or like s silly stuff yeah. at Comic Con as opposed to like, yeah, I was on this red carpet, but it was like for something I wasn't interested in. And unless they needed me to post a picture, because that's a lot of it, too, is like, oh, well, they're supposed to post a picture from the network or. <laughs> well, exactly. There is a. There's a fine line, you know, like I feel like now that I've gotten to this point where my foot is, is in the door, it's still kind of terrible, you guys. So, uh, 100%. If, <laughs> yeah, if you ever do want to come to L.A., it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of competition. You know, if you're easily bothered by the bigger fish in the room, like don't even come here. Like in your hometown, you're in a fish tank and you're like. Wow, I'm the big fish in the fish tank. Like when you come out here, you're, you're literally like Nemo in the ocean. You know, so there's always <laughs> exactly. Be, there's always someone hotter, younger, prettier, funnier, everything. So you just have to trust that what you're bringing is enough and strong enough and different enough to kind of cut through everything. And it takes years of just being in the ring to even figure that out. So even if someone were to tell me that at the beginning, I would, I still wouldn't figure it out because I, I came out of here and tried to emulate people's career. I would ask them specifically what they would do, what they did. And then I would try that. Like it was going to work out for me. You, it was, it's just like, you really just have to come and figure out what you're good at. And like somehow LA will bring it out of you if you're tough enough to survive it. Yeah. And that's the thing is you just have to survive it. And really like as lame as this advice sounds, it is sort of what you usually get from good sources. And it really is that because guess what? There's no competition for you if you are your unique self. Yeah. Now that's where sometimes people fall off is like when you're trying to be somebody else, when you're trying to emulate certain people, like, and you have to find your voice and fit your brand. I hate to use the branding term, but that's just sort of where we are now because it's like, and two, sometimes your brand is something like Elvira is a good example. And that's a, she was a groundling. Cassandra Peterson, but you don't know her as Cassandra Peterson. She created this character, Elvira, and she's got a new memoir out, Yours Cruelly. I would totally get it, guys. Like, I haven't read it. I don't really read books um, anymore, but I've heard her on a lot of podcasts talking about it, and I've loved her for years because she owns that brand, that Elvira. And just like um, Paul Rubens owns PB Herman, and they sort of and started around so the same time. She so much money off of that. Yeah. Like, she's made money off that for decades. Exactly. And while that's not Cassandra Peterson, it's a character she created. 
It's a character she loves. And sometimes that may be the best thing for you. And it's because that character has lasted for 40 years. I mean, it's crazy to think how long Elvira has been around. And I mean, I know I grew up because my dad was like in love with Elvira, this character. Yeah, and exactly. it, it's so now funny. Now she's a lesbian. Yeah. I know. It's like so funny. You see, she's like, this wasn't something I was thinking of, but this, I didn't even realize she was a woman at first. And it's like so interesting to oh see that. God. But you know what, though? That's like the other side of show business. Like, that's the other rule that people don't tell you is like, mm-hmm. it's just one thing. Mm-hmm. You literally just do one thing. And then when you find that thing, you just repeat it over and over. And you just milk it and you just slam the shit out of it. Like whatever you want to use. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she found Elvira and that was like her ticket to yeah. success. Because like, what are we doing here? Like, it's not for, I mean, for me, it's for financial reasons uh, <laughs> to get paid to do yeah. what I love to do, which is to be myself. But it's definitely not for fame. Like I've seen what fame does to people, and it's scary. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to be famous. Like oh I, yeah, I, I just like, want to get paid enough to live, to be able to keep living in LA, or exactly. maybe move a house where I don't have to do it. You know, wherever I'm, I'm honestly open after you sort of because you kind of have to be in the trenches these you know days. No matter what, guys, New York, LA, you've got to do the suffering. That's where you really get the character. And whether you're a character like Elvira or you're just yourself that's a character, because my hero is like Adam Carolla. And it's like how much, I mean, he literally invented podcasting on the one hand, him and Mark Marin were about the same size or about the same time. Um, no, Adam's like a foot taller than Mark Marin, but- Did you ever get to meet Adam? Oh yeah, I've met Adam a few times. Yeah, you you met him at After Buzz, right? Because he's like Kevin's, like one of Kevin's really good friends. Well, he likes Maria, so Kevin likes to overplay. Um, We'll we'll get a little too inside (laughs) After Buzz, and I'm like, I'm gonna say something I probably shouldn't, but yeah, I was like, (laughs) no, actually, I I grew up listening to Love Line and even watching the Man Show, and um, I was always a big fan. So even when I when I moved to LA, like I would go pay to see him. Um, I. It, even when I didn't have that much money. And like I say, I've called into the show with him and Dr. Drew. So yeah, I've like met them. But I yeah. Love, love line. But I was never He's like, so sweet. of course I liked Adam Carolla, but like yeah. to me, love line, it was all about Dr. Drew. Like I was obsessed with Dr. Drew. He's and so like, hot. <laughs> he, no, I was going to say like, yeah. now I'm like just full blown attracted to him. He's such a daddy. And he's like really mm. hot underneath every, all that doctor stuff. Oh, yeah. And people forget he's a real doctor. (laughs) Exactly. Not like Dr. Oz or someone. Well, I think Dr. Oz is still technically a medical doctor, but he's one of those that's been indoctrinated into so much just like pushing crap instead of just being, you know, honest. You know, and that's the thing is the thing about Adam and Dr. Drew is like they're they're themselves is the brand like they aren't playing a character like Cassandra as Elvira. And they've made a living being themselves or even on the other coast, you have like your Dennis Leary's or, you know, that other radio guy that's not important. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, it's it's really interesting because that is the brand as a comedian and it is harder for an actor. But look at no farther than that works for, say, your Johnny Depp's, your Vince Vaughn's. I mean, it 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 is such a part of the, the industry now that. It, it depends. And you really do have some jobs for basic bitches, as we'll talk about Ellen Pompeo in a, in a second. But those are becoming few and far between because you have to do so many things. And, you know, for every Daniel Day Lewis or your Christian Bales, you're really good actors. Those are great. And I feel like we still have uh, a need for them. But some of these people that were just kind of in it, like, you know, get that one movie role. And especially when they're dismantling the, you know, the Hollywood um, sex trade with Weinstein and all yeah. of that that was going on. I, I I feel like we're headed towards a positive light that we are going to have more of the character people as opposed to to the Ellen Pompeo's of the world. I mean, certainly she won't be doing anything after Grey's Anatomy, right? Mm-hmm. And she shouldn't. And she doesn't no. need to. Like, one of the things that, I don't know, like, I, I do like to talk about, like, why we do this. Because it isn't, like, a fun thing to do. I know in theater and, like, when we're all in high school, we're like, we want to grow up to be an actor. We want to go to L.A. and be a host. Or I want to be a red carpet journalist. Like, all of that sounds fun. But to actually be successful at it in Hollywood is really, really hard. 
So you have to ask yourself, like, what am I doing this? Am I doing this for financial reasons? Am I doing this because it's going to make me happy? So to me, it's like I it's a little bit of both. But for me, it's yeah. more financial. like I've been doing what I've loved to do for a really long time now. Like, let's say for about 16 years, I've been doing what I loved, which is a mix of live theater production acting on screen acting off screen um uh podcasting hosting red carpets like hosting tv shows whatever you want to talk about it you know what i mean but why am i doing it i do it because i love it but my ultimate goal is for financial freedom whatever you yeah. want to call it <laughs> so ellen Pompeo shouldn't have to act after this she has she has so much money off grays like it just remember that one job that yeah, we the talked syndicated about rights. Rights. i mean and people yeah, do live the goal off this forever met, the yeah. goal has been met she doesn't need to work and she shouldn't after grace anatomy yeah uh, <laughs> but someone it, else have some roles like bitch you've made your money you've made millions of grays you don't need to anymore yeah, and it's so funny to think of people like her because there's tons of examples over time where they did get that one role and they got lucky, whether it's on the soaps that I love, but I mean, let's face it, <coughs> ain't nothing to write home about. Like, there's a reason, you know, Sammy, uh, Allison Sweeney made more on days. And, and there's a lot of other examples, of course, but it is interesting to me to see these people, like that one thing does sort of set them for life. And there's people that are great with that, like David Bostino, who was Bud Bundy on Married with Children, one of my favorite shows growing up. He seems perfectly happy. Meanwhile, everyone else who was on the show for the most part went on and did a bunch of other things and, and got, but he doesn't seem to care. But, but he really naturally, yeah. he naturally found a second mm -hmm. chance organically, which is amazing, Modern Family. But he wasn't actively looking to like. Yeah, that's Ed O'Neill. Yeah, Al Bundy. Like, I need yeah. to be a big star. I was Al Bundy, and like now it's over. Like no, no, no. He just went about his business. He had his money. He made his money, and then the next role naturally fell in his lap, and it's a great fucking role. Like he did so great as that. But yeah, like Christina Applegate. There's a, there's a difference between the financial freedom and then mm -hmm. becoming a star like Christina Abigail yeah. became a star. Like she went on to do Broadway feature films, blockbusters. Uh, you know what I mean? Like she's, she's a Hollywood name, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like it. All I don't think I'd want that pressure. Like, you know, because I would the rather star one or the one ticket, uh, like the one role kind of thing. Uh, I would actually like, I, I guess it's an either or, and I guess I'll ask you the question too. It's like, I would rather have the one ticket rather than the star, because the thing is the one ticket, especially if it's something as good as married with children, you're like, that's great. And as we know, working and trying to get those next roles, like often sucks. And if you can't yeah. parlay it, cause say like, you know, you have people who they have a, like Adam likes to refer to as bites at the apple. Um, but yeah, like, and they finally stuck. But then, you know, that one ticket, especially depending on what it is, you could be making a living off of it, like at the cons, like people do. I mean, and, you know, hell, I even put one together to try and help some of the actors like uh, for the soaps. But yet, like those people actually who aren't working anymore, I always found were happier than the people who were still trying at it. And that's me. It's like yeah. I'd almost rather make a living just enough of a living at making people laugh like that's all i want to do whatever that is like you want to make people laugh because i grew up loving comedy in all forms and it really sort of helped um growing up and that's all i want to do and if that is like being a gym brewer or somebody like that was goat boy half-baked like but you really only heard about him like say a week ago when he didn't want to do plays you know comedy shows and mask mandate or what was it vaccine mandate clubs okay yeah, nobody's heard of Jim Brewer, but obviously Jim Brewer is doing fine or he wouldn't be selling out gloves. Yeah. And, and that's me. I was like, or like Adam, some people are like, oh, Adam has a podcast. I'm like, yeah, he like invented it. He's been doing this for like 10 plus years, like and all that. But so he's he not in the name. big zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. Like you have your own little like thing. But as far as the stars go, you look at like, I like Matt Damon and I even agreed with what he said, but like Matt Damon he has to keep up this leading man star role that's kind of fading 
And, you know, I, I mean, I know people who know Matt Damon and it's like, yeah, he's not as happy as he once was because that star is faded. And when you're up here or you look at just Ben Affleck and the pictures you see of him, dude's fucking miserable. Ben Affleck has made more money than most of us will ever even see in a lifetime in like one year. And now he's a fucking circus side piece for J-Lo. It's so <laughs> terrible. Bless it's his so heart. Pathetic. But Ben Affleck is terrible in general. Like he is on the red carpet with J-Lo while Jennifer Gardner is waking up at four o'clock in the morning and taking all her and his kids to school. Like, there's a difference between celebrity and then bringing it down to real life. Like I know that person and I'm like, she takes care of your kids and she's a huge fucking star. And you're running around with J-Lo at three in the morning, getting your picture taken. Like, it's just Everyone's it's apples, terrible. And oranges. <laughs> <It is laughs> apples and oranges. It's absolutely terrible. But I think I would, I think I would choose like the one ticket just because it's a safe option. And I think now like going with the star thing, it just comes with way too much, like way too much. It used to, it used to look fun. So if you would have asked me when I was 20, of course I would want to be Lindsay Lohan and mean girls and have the paparazzi follow me around. But look what, look what ended up happening to her. Yeah. Look look at all these poor girls. Yeah. yeah, Look what we've done to Britney. Look what we've done to freaking Amanda. Vines, um, yeah. I mean, well, that's not us like, necessarily, but Dan Schneider at Nickelodeon, and that one's out there, guys. So, so that's something that we can say. Um, yeah. But, so, like now, I'm like, I would probably choose the one ticket deal because it really just is about financial freedom at at this point. You know, Lana Del Rey sings about it all comes down to money at the end. So, yeah. Um, you know, if we're gonna be materialistic and live in a material world yeah like we want it for the money you know uh other than that like i'm good i'm good on that like i see huge stars and it's really hard for them to be happy like i oh yeah i mean most someone on the cast of friends i won't say who but i was talking to someone on the cast of friends at a restaurant in venice and we were sharing a dessert and i said i was thinking we we've been having such a good time this is the second or third time you've met me now. Like I want to be like brave and invite you to my birthday party. And so I was like, Oh, you know, would you like to come to my birthday party? Blah, blah, blah. blah. And they were like, I'm sorry. I can't leave my house. Uh And they were like, but you can come over. We can have the party at my house. Like we can have everyone come over to my house. And I'm like, Oh, like, I know that's what people do to you all the time. And I, and I just, she's like, I know, but it's my safe space. Like we can all have manicures and pedicures and have a party. And I'm like, no, I don't feel right about that. I, I was just asking you to come because I think you're really sweet. And I just, I want you to come, but no, I I thought it was genuinely sad. I know. Person, like that makes me sad because in my mind, it's Courtney Sarah. Cox who I love. Um, and, and, yeah um and because uh the screen movies are literally one of my favorite things in the world uh gail weathers is the bomb and cougar town so like she's she's so many characters to me um courtney and it's like but that's why she can't leave her house like because if it's not somebody who grew up with friends and loves friends it's cougar town it's scream it's ace ventura i mean Oh, if Courtney know, is the really person is in question, yeah, the goat. She's the yeah. goat. And I love Jennifer Aniston too because she's in like and Lisa Kudrow. I mean, you literally think about that cast, and that's why I love the reunion. Is they kind of talk about it like they were in this bubble, and only they have ever felt what it was like to be on that show, and how crazy it is. Like in growing up in that as they did, and how like none of them can really walk around. I mean, anymore. I mean. And without being bombarded. And they're not the type, they're not the thirsty, like, you know, Olivia Munns and Anna de Armas right. who are paying paparazzi to, be, you know, take pictures of them all the time, like, to be relevant. They're people who it's like, they were relevant and they can't escape it because it was such a phenomenon. And they're all well, set for life. Even Matthew Perry, who spends it all on drugs and gambling. He's my favorite. life forever. Yeah. Like, they don't have to ever work again. And they shouldn't have to and most of them shouldn't and most of them don't um but 
just like on the same page, I was listening to Ellen Pompeo's podcast this morning. Oh, and her and Patrick Dempsey were talking about like Oh, I love him. And he's so going regular anywhere by the, in way. the world and they're recognized like anywhere in the world. But they're not like, oh my God, Patrick Dempsey, like they're they're going anywhere Nick in the Dream. world and they're like, You're Meredith. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> Dr. McDreamy. Yeah, because so. I remember Patrick actually lived um, at Lake Jacksonville. He doesn't live there anymore, so I don't mind saying it, which is not that far from my hometown where I'm still at in Tyler, Texas, Like, which most people have never heard of. It's actually not that small, but he lived actually in a suburb like on the lake, essentially, uh, for most of you. And it was right when Grey's was starting. I think the, just the first season had aired. They were getting ready for season two. And he even had to leave here because he was getting recognized so much as McDreamy. I mean, that show blew up as well. Yeah. I mean, and it's so interesting because I, you know, that's I'm more of a daytime soap opera. I like some of the nighttime stuff, but I watched Grey's because it was such a good cast. Like the writing, not any better than General Hospital. I'm sorry. Some of y'all, you just got to learn to deal with that. It's true. They just had such a great cast. And, and you know, even Ellen, to her, you know, credit was perfect for the character. But because and I do feel like the success of it was because so many people because this was just post sex in the city, too, is that. So many people related to Meredith Grey like they related to Carrie Bradshaw and not in a good way. Like these aren't good role models. Sorry. I mean, and I quit watching certainly after you lost Izzy, you lost Christina, like in, but the show kept going. The and fucking musical. There was a musical like girl. They even mm -hmm. talk about it on the episode with Patrick Dempsey. Like they were like, they both admit it was horrifying and they were like, what the fuck were we doing? Like, what and she was like, no disrespect to the writers, blah blah blah. Like, but and none of them were like, were they all? They were all in, but I think deep down inside, like it's coming out now, they all knew it was completely ridiculous. Like oh, they yeah. were in the middle of surgery and they would just start singing a musical number. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh wow! But Grey's it just used to be so good. It's a cultural phenomenon. Um, I went but to the Great Anatomy pop-up museum. And <laughs> like, it, it, it is yeah. just incredible. But it used to be. It used to be, definitely, for sure. It is I not. mean, I don't see how it's still on. And people say that about my soaps, too. And, and to be honest, I get you. Because we'll talk about fans or foes here in a minute with the Lucy Lawless Mandalorian mess. But, yeah, it, it is interesting to me to see how a show like Grey's is still on. But I do feel like it is ending this year. I mean, just a word on the street. Um but it's like Ellen, under, the one thing I'll give Ellen Pompeo is she's not dumb. She's just clearly, you know, uh, unaware of her presence in the media and certainly in uh, black Twitter. It's like you may be the long lasting Shonda leading lady, honey, but but you as white as snow. And um, do you did you really think that you telling a story about where you're like, this is my show to Denzel freaking Washington? Like, we don't even have to say the last name. It's fucking Denzel. And you're like, listen, motherfucker, did you think that was going to go over well? And this is where it's like, you were like Gwyneth Paltrow level out of touch, by the way, to think that that was going to go over well. But and this is where I'll say that Ellen understands she's golden. I like she probably wasn't going to work again because let's face it. I mean, everyone else left this fucking gold mine of a show. Obviously, there was a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, well, you know, and I'm one of those where people always act shocked, like um, with the uh, castle and uh, how like, oh, Nathan and Stana hated each other. And I'm like. Well, who do you think the problem was? Nathan is with is the best man in the entire world, uh, not biased or anything. But all the rest of the cast are in pictures, having fun, doing everything. Bitch is nowhere to be seen. Like yeah. sometimes, guys, it's right there in front of you. You can write whatever crazy narrative you want, fans, but there's the truth and it hurts. <laughs> with Ellen, though, it's just she needs to realize, and a lot of us need to realize, is like, just because you married a black person and had a baby with him or like just because you have a lot of black friends like oh you have a black boyfriend none of that gives you the right to speak for black people on black issues you can certainly have an opinion about it like we all can have an opinion and contribute everybody has one they're like assholes. Yeah, everyone is whatever one. but mm. don't speak for black people 
on black issues. Like that is the problem. Like she even like she she does the sassy voice when she mm. you know is talking about black and issues. she does the basic bitch like like Boku for, and it was the whole character i mean i couldn't just say like, it. Come on, like come i hated on. her <laughs> since you're married to a black person you should know that you do you talk to your husband that way like the, exactly. Denzel, like like i mean you and again husband, he's like, Denzel, you like you ain't telling me nothing like whatever um it's like, oh, honey. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I did I did the Real Housewives of Atlanta on After Buzz, and I never got clocked for anything like that. And I'm a naturally sassy gay guy, <laughs> but I still never. Well, you guys get grandfathered in a lot of ways. Like, like because it's like they half expect it, too. And it's like, okay, they expect you to say, like, whatever you want. And yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't get it. No. I don't get a special pass, yeah. and neither should she. And I don't speak for black people on black issues. So I think that's just where the cookie crumbles. Like, I'm gonna have an opinion about it. I'm on a panel, a panel with all black hosts. We're talking about a black show. Oh. And I can have an opinion about it, but I'm never going to speak for black people. So yeah, you're like, as a non-black person, I'm going to, like, and, and this is me. This is why I'm always happy to call out the white women. I, I understand that I'm a white woman, and it is my duty to call out the white women. And that is what I'm doing with Ellen Pompeo here. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'll do it. It's like, no, exactly. bitch, please. Like, you're terrible, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, freaking Ellen. But I do love Grace. And I think that, like you said, she was so great in that. And, you know, that's where we should leave it. Like, we don't need to talk about it. We definitely don't need to see it. Like, I watched mm -hmm. Grace for so long. And I'm mildly caught up, but not all the way. Because it's, like, unnecessary. We don't need 20 seasons of this shit. You know what I mean? This character literally has been through everything. She wouldn't still be working there. Especially after her husband yeah. was killed, it's like, come on, people, it, it, it's too much. It, it, it's 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 way too much. And she's yeah, I mean, I'm someone who's watched like 30 years of a show. Like General Hospital has been on, and I've watched it my whole life. And it's like, yeah, that Did exists, you watch it but different characters on there. Uh, yeah, I remember him being on there when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but but it's funny because you see so many people like, especially from the other two ABC soaps that were canceled. Like you know, growing up when Sarah Michelle Gellar went from being Kendall to being Buffy, and uh, certainly Nathan Fillion, why he's the best. He was Joey Buchanan on One Life to Live. Like, I mean, Michael B. Jordan, Ben Whitrock. I mean, a lot of these people come. But that's the thing is the soaps sort of are forced to evolve. Meanwhile, Grey's, I think. And, and how do I say, it's almost a reflection of, and that's why I feel like Meredith Grey, in all the ways that I don't like her, she is relatable to most women. And, and that is the problem with a lot of like female culture. And I wish I had more time to talk about my, my theory on Sex in the City versus Entourage, but I feel like that's like an hour long discussion in itself. So I'm going to throw that out <laughs> and just... Um, because yeah it's like oh i could go in depth on uh my theories there but we'll just talk about somebody who's not terrible but maybe her fans are uh except for me maybe but lucy lawless she uh came out talking about the mandalorian and how there was this fan campaign to have her replace gina carano and it's like well why would lucy lawless come in here and replace gina carano she could play her own badass character and apparently that was their plan they they were talking to Louis uh, to Lucy Lawless about being a badass character in The Mandalorian, but because fans were petitioning her to be in there in this replacement, it sort of stalled talks, and now it's not likely to happen. And this is what frustrates me. And I figured you had a good um, you know opinion on this, being a former after buzzer as well. Is that you know are fans ultimately the detriment to their shows? Yes. I mean. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, yes, it's, absolutely. 
it's so sad because that's the reason I quit doing fan content was because it's like, especially with the soaps and I've done them for so long. I mean, that was my first thing at After Buzz. Like I say, I've watched General Hospital my whole life. I remember being on message boards and everything back in the day when before Twitter and everything. But yeah, like even doing the shows and everything, you just realize how toxic and soap fans are the worst, except I don't really know reality TV show fans, but I'd imagine they they're pretty the like worst. neck and neck. I mean, there's a lot of crossover with Elaine Davidson, Lisa Rinna, like Denise exactly. Richards. They're all on the yeah. show. The Bravo fans yeah. are literally ruthless. People have lost their jobs. <sighs> like, I literally today, like one of my favorite Bravo accounts, like she was reposting a situation where like someone came after uh, someone on Real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> and was like calling her all sorts of things. And then so the housewife, forwarded it to her to his employer hmm. and so now he's like he was forced to apologize and was like i'm so sorry i did that and then so someone was like what'd you do today and be like oh well i was bullying someone on a reality show over the weekend and my boss yeah. found out and i had to apologize this morning but it's like really did you i don't know it, it it's absolutely out of control i think we've kind of lost our marbles we've all I, are we're taking it way too serious like we're taking it oh, yeah. way too serious like we're not supposed to be taking life serious so what makes you think we want you to take a reality show serious or a soap opera on tv like ex especially a fucking soap opera like come on oh baby. yeah it's entertainment it's entertainment let's not get our panties bunched i think at the end when we were like tell us your thoughts i think you guys took that a little too seriously <laughs> we wanted you to just rhetorically tell us like we didn't mean actually create a twitter account bully the cast and producers all weekend it's like no no, this isn't this isn't the way. Yeah. This is not the way. Oh yeah. I mean, like, you know, and Disney owns General Hospital as well because that's the one that's on ABC. And of course they didn't want to hire Lucy Lawless after all that to not be political. Um, and especially with the soaps, because you know, that's a pretty divided audience as it is. And yeah, I mean, fans have been campaigning for certain people to lose their jobs and not based on performance. Because again, and this is me, I even try not to be so critical of somebody based on their performance just because it's like, I get it. I'm a little bit more empathetic. There is one bitch I hate and she's, you know, should have been gone a long time ago and should have rode that Dancing with the Stars high. But again, it's because she's lazy. She shows up. I mean, and that's what I don't like. It's like when people aren't giving it 110%. But the soap fans have like this one, the one actress who's on GH all the time um, is triggering to them if anybody pays her a compliment. And I'm like, look, guys, like she's on there every fucking day giving 110%, whether you like her or not, and you don't know her, you just don't like that her boyfriend got hired and you didn't like him. or And that's really what this all comes down to. And you feel like nobody listened to you. No, they just didn't care. That They wanted this woman who's actually popular by most people who aren't online all day, like who does a good job. They were like, look, we love you. We'll love him. I mean, we'll work this out. And yeah, it went on for years and it's still going on. And guess what? It's these people's job. Your job you know, unlike my job at the time, is not to talk about soaps. <laughs> like, it's like, and it's so crazy because you're just like, guys, like, yeah. if you don't want to watch the show because of this, don't watch the show. But why do you think that it's okay? I mean, you prevented Lucy Lawless from getting a job. And yeah. these soap fans think, <laughs> it's like you're trying to get this guy fired because it's he's against vaccine story. mandates. And you're like, it's, but he's a good actor. Like, this doesn't make screwed. sense. You're, yeah. Like, you screw if you do, you screw if you don't. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't. <sighs> the Lucy thing, it sucks because like yeah, what she's is, the best. I know, and it, and it's like it I've lost roles to little technicalities here and there, and like it still bums me out because I still am not where I want to be. So it's like, what if she wasn't Lucy like a what if a, she a, wasn't seen a warrior princess? I mean, come I on. No, like, it's just like come on, you guys. Do we have to ruin everything? Like I think we just need to all calm the fuck down. Well, you look at like Shane McGillis, who got a job on SNL and literally didn't even get to because it was four hours later. Somebody didn't like what he said on the podcast and it spitballed and then he got fired. But he's almost like because like most people who got fired from SNL, like the late Norm MacDonald, uh, one of my heroes, of course, uh, Chris Rock. Most of these people went on to do better things, but it's like he didn't even get to shoot his shot. 
because people didn't like something he said. And it wasn't. And this is where it's like, I get it's not a meritocracy, but the times it can be, we need to. And, and that's where I feel like people got is like we're sort of moving away from that cancel culture because, yeah, mm -hmm. there's situations like Lucy Lawless not getting this job. But now that that's out here, it's like I feel like people are losing more and more of their power as far as that goes, because you have so many people who've come back or are talking out against it and not in the, Oh man, I didn't like sort of way. I understand it's just like, taking down like, the man. Yeah. like I get the taking down the man thing. I get it. But we also can't but who is the, the man. Power like you're the man, like, you but know, you everyone can't give the power to the, the crowd yeah. either. Like yeah. you ever, you ever seen a big fucking big uh, productive crowd? No, it's always, the crowd is too large. It's unruly. It's wild. It's unpredictable. Like it's so sadly, I feel like it's a double-edged sword and it's not going away. Um, so it's like we have given the power to the people, unfortunately, too much power. That's why it all flies back in our face. That's why people get canceled. That's why shit explodes in our faces. Um, just like we give so much love to someone and then the next thing you know, we hate them so much we have to bring them down. <laughs> And it's because it's like we can't just that. be even. We have to do big well, it's because swings. you threw all that. You threw all your eggs in one basket to begin yeah. with. It's like you. We just don't love greats anymore. We love what's good right now, and it's like that is not the way. But unfortunately, I don't feel like it's going away. It's a double-edged sword. Even with the soap opera thing, like right now, Lisa Renna and Eileen and the whole Bravo and reality starts. It's so big that they even created like a little spinoff for like Bravo people off the freaking soap opera name like am i wrong about this with the days yeah, of like uh, yeah the beyond salem because see aileen um and lisa had played characters on days so like they did a little spinoff again you know a little insider tip like because Pe so many productions didn't happen uh peacock had a lot of money to spend and they needed to do something quick and that was the quickest thing they could do was a little day spinoff and i think it did well and it was great it well because it was the Marvel people yeah. like exactly. you're bringing bravo people into people like into a whole new genre people don't watch so Bravos, yeah. but we all to go watch it because they were doing like bravo scenes in the peacock soap opera like giving the people what they want so it's like well, you're feeding that that flower seymour you know what i mean i just i think it's a <laughs> yeah i love that reference i don't think it's a good idea yeah. i think it's bad well um we've be, become too sensitive to let anything actually be funny we don't we take everything too serious we used to love 50 year old women bickering on national okay. tv now it's like if they go too far we have to cancel the fuck out of them and it's yeah. like I don't, I don't know what we're doing what are we doing here we're not having fun anymore yeah. Everyone is terrible and they're really getting rid of the fun. But I do feel like there's this huge pushback because it's like, you know, defining the man. Like I say, it's like, well, who is the man? It's like, you know, there there's in different walks of life. But when it's in entertainment here and this is where I'll say that that I do see is like, I think the reason it is sort of losing its power is they realize because using that day's spinoff and, and that as an example is like, days does the worst in the ratings but that seemed Ooh. to work and their fans actually do spend a little bit more money on these you know ancillary things and i think that's what they realize but with the other soaps the fans and certainly general hospital has by far the most vocal fan base when i did that online you know comic con for the soaps the general hospital one blew it out of the water but you know marketing will tell you these you know because the abc has tried it in their shop too People don't buy shit. And guess what? These people can be so vocal and trying to get these people fired. But guess what? They don't give a fuck about somebody who doesn't make them money. And when it comes down to the bottom dollar, if these, you know, it, and this is where I tell people, like, they all complained. And again, these are the soap fans that have literally tried to get people fired and, and uh, everything. Uh, complain about the cancel culture of the Justice League movie, sort of pushing the Snyder cut and all that. And all the angry fans sort of got that. And this sets a bad precedent, but that's what they're trying to do. It's weird. But guess what? You know why HBO Max did that? Like Warner Brothers did that? Because those people spend money um those uh, you know incel type guys and the you know the dc fans like that are actually pretty cool people like you have a lot of different types of fans but guess what most of them will buy shit and that's where they make their money and that's the thing with a lot of these shows is like 
if they can get the views and get the advertising dollars, then great. They're going to do whatever gets them more views and they're going to pay attention to that. But if you don't buy shit and you don't watch it and there's not a big enough audience for it, there's a reason some people only do one event and that's it. Like, you know, it's all about the bottom dollar. And that's where the mob had the power when it when they were the ones paying in the example of uh, the Snyder Cut and Justice League. But when you're not the ones paying, like they've realized with these soap fans, I mean, then then they're not going to listen to you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree it's like you. it's all about money. <laughs> Sadly, it is. That, that's what it comes down to. And that's what makes decisions to be made. And it's what makes people go crazy. And it's what makes people feel entitled. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's sort of the thing is like, uh, you know, I say this uh, while I'm a free speech advocate, I don't feel like everyone's opinion is equally equated. I mean, we had to earn our voice. Like you said, you've been working in the industry for 16 years. I've been working in it for like 10, 12. I mean, God, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, it's like, and we felt like we finally got someplace. And then it was like about the same time that everyone felt entitled and they were going to move stuff. And it's like, well, no, 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 hold on. I did a positive thing by getting helping Lucifer get to Netflix by promoting and, and doing stuff and working with um, people talking about the show. And same thing with getting You're Constantine so, on I Legends. That. I yeah, like that. I got Constantine on Legends because I was working with the writers and helping push that. And it's great when we can do positive things, like whether you like it or not. I mean, because most would consider it to be like a big waste of money. But at the same time, I mean, people got something made the justice league you know snyder cut it's like to me that's always positive but yeah. um but people who are looking for negative things to get people fired i'm kind of glad that that doesn't seem to be working and it does in as much as coming down to the bottom dollar people have to make a living and whether that living is them going to work and they're doing their job or you know they're selling merchandise or or selling advertising i mean that's where it comes down to and your voice matters when you're buying or when you're participating and in that. But if you're just yelling on Twitter and you're not in the Nielsen's, you're not, you know, buying the merch off their website, you're not buying their events or, or whatever, then your voice doesn't really matter as much as the people who do. I mean, and, and it is what it is. Like, no matter what you think, like, what, what is the purpose of that? Like, it's just to stir shit up and, you know, if you're not Have one you of the real the housewives, that doesn't work. Yeah. What? Yeah. Have you met the guy from Lucifer? Oh, Tom Ellis, I've not met, but I, I've met like a lot of the cast. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I've met the Constantine, Matt Ryan. But yeah. Tom is so hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Like, and he just gets hotter and hotter on Lucifer and it gets better and better. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's such a good show. I'm so sad that it's over, but it, I was, it was so great to, allow them to finish on netflix like they got to and and it's really a sweet show like i i liked the ending even though i cried a lot towards the end Don't but, tell me yeah. oh yeah <laughs> definitely watch it though it's it's an easy watch other than the the tears but mm -hmm. yeah i feel like netflix brought a lot of fandom to it too it just made yeah. it all like a more and it's funny show. because lucifer and much like a lot of other horror stuff best fans in the world like it's funny how horror fans are the nicest people because our oh, evil dead I group agree. never ever like with lucy lawless she was on that show and it was like these people are happy they're they're so positive compared to like the 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 reality shows and the soap operas and certainly the comic books and things like that too where you're like it's funny how horror fans nice as can be positive Maybe it comes down to daytime people and nighttime people <laughs> <laughs> You saying like the night outs are happier? People, yeah. No, cranky. You need, get, need to put the Twitter down and come hang out with the nighttime people. They're much nicer. <laughs> That's funny. Uh -huh. Yeah, I know. There may be some theory to that. Although I would, I would think because the soaps don't even really start till like lunch. These people are people. I like to say that they're honestly unemployables. Like Adam bitches about this all the time. And even though I watch daytime, I mean, hell, I had work like because of COVID, like most of the year. But and so it's like I understand. I'm in that category. It's called self awareness. Everyone is terrible. But yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe if you had a job, like you wouldn't be so invested in this show. <laughs> like. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. These people have jobs and they have time to bully people on the internet about reality TV. So, 
know. The toxic, Maybe they need to get a hobby too. Yeah, the toxic fandom, I think it's gotten out of control. We need to bring it down. I mean, it's bring going it crazy like in the like Disney rock. arenas, <laughs> in the TV arenas. Like, come on. Come on, people. Well, as as we conclude, um, you know, that's a good in cap to everyone is terrible. Where can they find you and everyone is terrible? <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Lucretia, for having me on. That was so fun. Um, you guys can come play in my playground after you're done listening to this uh, Apple or Spotify, wherever you hear your podcast. The show is called Everyone is Terrible. We just talk about reality TV, TV, pop culture, whatever's hot. We are talking about it. Whatever you're watching, we are talking about it. Um, I just did a deep dive on all the terrible characters of Shit's Creek. <laughs> I just did a terrible dive on all the shitty characters of, well, all the terrible characters of Sex in the City. Um, I just had Rebecca. And they the were all. Them. They <laughs> are. They, they are terrible. Um, and then... Uh, Check me on Pretty Smart, Netflix. I'm playing a drag queen, <laughs> something I've never done before. So, like, you're not going to be able to find me. I'm going to be in drag. So DM me if you see uh, if you see me. You're like, it's this one. Hear this one. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and come listen to the podcast. It's called Everyone is Terrible. Uh, I'm going to have Lucretia on soon. We're going to think of a, a good episode for you to come on. So, um Cool. Come check since us out. I Thank have opinions. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-C-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Catch me outside. How about that? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.